Our homes are our safe places, our little corner of familiarity and comfort to escape from the world's dangers. When we lock our doors at night and lay our heads down on our pillows, we believe that we are safe and we will wake up the following morning unscathed. Even if something goes bump in the night, most of us have some plan in place to prevent harm. But what if there was no way to stop what was trying to harm you and your family? That was the frightening reality for the Hackler family in Odin, Indiana. On June 21st, 1940, some strange phantom phenomenon ignited 28 fires in their home. It forced them to sleep outside and eventually move their home piece by piece. It was the summer solstice of 1940 and unusually hot and dry for the start of the summer. The Hackler family had lived in their two-story house in Odin for over 10 years without anything unusual occurring. It was just after eight in the morning and William Hackler, the family's father, was beginning his usual morning chores on the farm. He began to smell smoke coming from somewhere inside the house suddenly. He notified his family and they started searching for the source. After several frantic minutes, they located a piece of the smoldering wallpaper in an unused bedroom upstairs. They immediately called the fire department and the fire was extinguished. The problem was over, or so they thought. No sooner than the firefighters returned to town, they'd received another call from the Hackler farm. The mother, Minnie Hackler, said that a mattress in a separate bedroom suddenly caught fire from the inside. They returned to the farm and extinguished it and were filled with bewilderment. Before they could even assume that foul play was involved, an unexplainable event took place. Suddenly, fires began starting throughout the home. First, a pair of pants hanging on the door burst into flames, followed by a closed book on a shelf. A fireman noticed smoke coming from it, and when he opened it, flames shot out at him. After that, yet another fire began coming from a wall on the other side of the house. Fire rescuers suspected something inside the walls was causing the fire and began to rip apart the plaster down to the studs. Even after doing so, no apparent cause was found. In just the three hours, nine fires were extinguished by the family and fire department, leaving them exhausted, confused, and frightened. The commotion garnered the attention of neighbors and they quickly came to the ailing family. Two neighbor ladies came to help and both claimed that the fire suddenly started in a desk drawer. And when they were standing in the living room, the curtains suddenly went aflame. They claimed it left no scorch or burn marks on the walls or the windows. That the fire just took the curtains and nothing else. Once those were ash, the curtains on the opposite side of the room were next. Throughout the rest of the day, 28 fires plagued the Hackler family home. Neighbors said that it was as if there was an invisible hand lighting matches. 
That hot first day of summer ended with over 100 exhausted volunteer firefighters on the farm. They spent the entire day putting out fire after fire and still had no explanation for what caused them. They watched as curtains, clothes, beds, blankets, calendars, books, and walls burned, leaving everything nearby untouched. That night, in fear of more fires catching them asleep, the hacklers brought their remaining mattresses outside and slept under the stars with one eye open for more fires. In the following few weeks, the family spent as little time in the house as possible for fear that the fires would suddenly return. By early June, William Hackler, with the help of several neighbors, took apart the house nail by nail and board by board, moved it just a few short miles and reconstructed it. The Hackler's experience stayed with them and the town of Odin itself ever since. A detective came and knocked on the door and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to Season 2 of Proof wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. To this day, no one can figure out what phantom started the fires. Neighbors and spectators guess that the children were maybe playing with matches, a sealed well under the home that could have been emitting gas, nails that got too hot, or even that a devil was cursing the hacklers. The fire marshal in charge of the case was stumped until he officially retired, stating that it was the most baffling thing he had encountered, especially since the home had no wires or electricity, power lines, or lightning strikes near. 
Before the fires, the hacklers had lived in the home for 10 years without incidents or tragedies. However, the old farmhouse was no stranger to them. It was built at the end of the Civil War by a man who moved to Odin from Tennessee, named Marshall Ketchum, who lived there with his wife and eventually four children. In the 1880s, a typhoid pandemic swept through the area, and five members of the Ketchum family died of it. After Marshall died in 1899, the house and property were sold to self-proclaimed spiritualist Andrew Wilk, his wife, and two sons. While they lived there, the sons would often go hunting in the abundant wilderness in the area. Sadly, tragedy would strike during one of their hunts, and one of the sons would be shot and die of his accidental injury. It is said that their father was so inconsolable that he buried his son on the property in a coffin with a glass window so he could look down and see him. He would also claim that his son's spirit started to visit him in the home until the day he died. After Andrew passed away, his widow had his son's body moved to a nearby cemetery to be entombed beside his father. The next owners of the home would be the Hackler family but we're the only lucky ones who all made it out alive. The old farmhouse has been demolished, along with any possible answers about what happened. It now only exists as a cautionary tale down the hidden staircase.